live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Good football Friday. Thanks for listening, calling, participating. Thanks to Jeff Van Gundy for joining us. He's, He's great. He's great. No, we didn't talk NBA for a single second. <laughs> Why would you? Johnny, wouldn't. are you getting prepared for Sunday's uh, recap of Bears and Vikings? Tommy, you know I am. Uh, such exciting, great news. Uh, the Bears are playing. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. What were his keys? We're not going to be caffeinated. It's one thing I want to point out. Thanks to Charlie Bevins. Thanks to Chris Black. Black's on after... Meller and Waddle, uh, six to eight Exciting tonight times. to wrap the week. And anybody else need to thank you? I think that's it. I, I don't know. Thanks for listening. I don't know, but okay, we got go a prosciutto bet, right? Sandwich bet. Yeah, going I got on you this prosciutto. Yeah, what, thanks, what is you it? Thank what is uh, Northy because he joined you. Just I said, I said oh, thanks to Mike okay. and thanks yeah. to uh, Jeff Angundi. So yeah. what's our prosciutto bet? Uh, I just lost the Browns. I, I'll buy you a sandwich next week. Oh, all right, we'll get it. Oh, I didn't know you already lost. That's right. That's what we said. Yeah, the Browns. I got you. We we looked at something today, and I showed it to Carmen. Uh, the top 100 broadcasts last year. Mm. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Did you see that? That little oh, kind of thing. Like 85 that they had. of them 82 were, were in the yes. 82. Yes. And uh, the next. And the next. Were college football. Yeah. Wow. Then political. Mm-hmm. Olympic. World Cup games. Three. I would think. Right? Yeah. Three World Cup Including games. the final. Two men's basketball games. Well, college. Oops. Uh, college yeah. men's basketball games. Yes, no college men's. Final four, probably Duke, UNC. Uh, no no basketball. I, no I, NBA. I, got it right I mean, here. the moral of the story is, is the NBA or the NFL is king by a long way. By, by a, a long, long shot. Yeah. You won't find the NFL, I mean, the NFL, the NBA anywhere. No, no. MLB. Major League Baseball. No. Nowhere to be found. No. When it comes to television. No. Yeah. Here it is. NFL 82 times, college football 5, politics 4, World Cup 3, college basketball 2, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Or oh, the Derby. That's the nice Kentucky Derby. Olympics. And then the Academy Awards. Oh, especially after... Uh Poor, uh, poor Chris Rock got slapped yeah. in the face. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's something in. that, in retrospect, that goes viral, but it's not necessarily. And honestly, I'd be curious when to see. When it went viral, people may have tuned I was back just going to say, yeah. like, yeah. This, the number spiked after it happened, I would right? Think. Like, but it was also later in the show. But, but here, yeah. they still had, remember, Will Smith still had to go and, and collect his award. Yeah. yeah. Winning it. So, I mean, yeah. It's, it's why the NFL is, oh, you know, it's basically is running the show. It's a joke. It's why they will eventually go to 18 regular season games. Of course it's, they will. It's why DirecTV is going to go out of business very soon. Yeah. That, I that's mean, true, you, but that's AT and T. Do you believe all direct TV? Correct. Yes. Do you believe they're, they're all, ev- they have the every broadcast except one in the top twenty is an yes. NFL yeah. game? Yes. Every one. Yeah. Well, it's live sports. Like, let's be honest. We've shifted in terms yeah. of once DVRs ten, fifteen years ago become became prevalent. There's no reason to really watch live TV the way you no. used to, except for sports, football, sports. and football above all you, else. You right. Do you think you, you that know. they'll eventually also go to eight playoff teams yes. in each, each conference? Yes. I would think. Yes. And you go back to the two two teams get the buy yes. then, right? No, yeah. no, no. Oh no, yeah, teams get no buys. buys. What do you? Oh, you would do think? no buys. No oh. buys. Oh wow. Every game matters. Chris, every time. Wow. Heard Chris mentioned right. that the concept today with the. Uh, with the um, the the, the uh, neutral side, neutral side championship for a championship game, I don't think that will happen because I just think that that there is still a value in most sports for home field advantage. But it made me think. I'd never really I'd never really thought about that it's about whether or not there would be a financial benefit, and it's the only reason why they do it. The only of reason course. if there was a financial benefit for them to do it in a neutral site versus doing it do you, at. 
at a home locale. Do you know? I, and this is actually it's a really good. I mean, ironically and actually ironic teaser. is that Lamar Hunt, I believe, for the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. the owner, the longtime owner, and you know the trophy is the, the Hunt Trophy, the AFC. Yes, mm-hmm. he actually for plenty of years wanted uh, a neutral, neutral site? site conference championship yeah. game. Really, and so I did not know that. It is ironic that, that the Chiefs could be playing in the first in a one site. if they're yeah. taking if they're playing the Bills. Who, who got like I, I mean I think that the I think we all agree the the, the approach here was to. To be, you know, to do the less change for the for the least amount of teams, right? right. It was like to create the less amount of change. They yeah, did right? not. They did not embrace that. Did, I mean, I thought that was that was probably the plan. Could they have well, done something that would have had less impact on fewer teams? Like the one team that's probably most caught in the middle here is the Bengals. Yes, I think right? I think they get the short end of the stick on this because they, no matter what, they win the AFC North. However, if they lose the game on Sunday, which seems less likely now that Lamar's not going to play, well, it seems Hundley. much less likely. And Hundley, uh, yeah, we'll the, the game playing. doesn't mean anything anymore for the Ravens, really. Well, no, but it, it could be a coin flip. If the Ravens win that game, they won't win the division. Right. However, it could be a coin flip. because they have beaten the Bengals twice right. and the Bengals will have, will have played one less game, the NFL has approved today yes. the coin flip for the home Game. But they are locked into the playoffs now without a chance to win the division. Right. And they would have, but you're right, they'd have the coin flip to fall what, back like on the, Miller. You're the right. truth is, I mean, fine. The, the, you see that what that line is done? We talked about yeah. that line well, went all the way out. That's because Le- Lamar's been ruled out. You know what I mean? And so you understand it, but why well, do the before Bengals. Before Lamar got ruled out, even though it was going nuts, maybe that was built on some inside info. You could be right. Or I think a but lot it, of it had to do with the fact that all of a sudden the game was. Not nearly as important for the Ravens. And people sort of speculated that he wouldn't play. Why, though? Okay, so so the Bengals win the AFC North, but what's the incentive to winning the division if your home field advantage is based on a coin flip? Yeah, that's a weird... And here's the other thing. Now, okay, I understand because of the circumstances, the unexpected circumstances you couldn't plan for, you were trying to look for some type of equitable solution. I understand that, but then in the process... So you're going to allow this coin flip potentially to determine who has home field advantage between the Bengals and Ravens if they play in the wild card round. Yes. But if the Bengals play the Bills in the divisional round, there's not going to be a coin flip. That who, game will be played in Buffalo. Yeah, which kind of which, screws Cincinnati. That's the whole that's point. I, said. I think yeah. the, the one Bengals, team that was caught in the crosshairs yeah. here was the Cincinnati. Bengals. Were, they were winning 7-3. to three. In a game where, yeah, exactly. I mean, where, where, so where, you know, no, listen, and, and not to, I, I, I heard you say too. Yeah, I mean, anyone who wants we to, we know, we know, we get yeah, it. We, I mean, we, like, so, we're all so compassionate people, but yeah, we can also factor out the callousness. We understand of this. that. We got so, great news regarding Demar Hamlin. Absolutely. Today. So, so I'm, we all get that, right? But there is still like the business of the, the NFL most, playing. And they were. You could argue that the Bengals yeah. were the most compassionate. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, of and, of. Like Zach Taylor and his wife have been, you know, fantastic through this whole process, and they were the and most. They're the team that is going to be possibly most affected by this. Yes. Yeah, adversely well, affected, and, and the Chiefs, I think. In a sense, I mean, well, don't you think? Yes, to, like, but I would say this: the Bills, because they were they came into Week 17 as the one seed. I get that. Like the Chiefs shouldn't automatically. Oh, I agree. Be with crowned. You. The, I, I agree. You know with what I'm you. saying? So I agree. Like, I'm not. I it's don't just had the Bills lost that game, and they took care of it. Like it's sort of if now they play the Bills, they have to play them at a neutral site, and they don't get their home field. It seems like 
It's they and the Bengals, I think. Yes. I yeah, think I you're think, right. Yeah. That the, but I just don't but, like, but I think it's better than I that. Bellish rights. I don't understand why you're not doing a coin yes, flip. Yes, that's the thing. If you've adopted the coin flip for the Ravens-Bengals yeah. game, I understand that you approved it. That's but a good then point. why not for the Bengals-Bills game if they play in the divisional no, round? That's, that's a very good which, point. Which yeah. both teams, if they beat the team they're playing, they're right. kind of set up to do. Yeah, that's no, right. No, it is. It is like, again, I think the, the moral of this story is this is an imperfect solution to a difficult situation. Yeah. And, and the reason I bring it up, it's like you go halfway. There's all these half measures. You already had in place a based on COVID years yeah. where they had adopted and approved the policy of winning percentage mm-hmm. would be the ultimate determiner of games if in, in the event you couldn't have all teams playing the yeah. same amount of games. You adopted that strategy two years ago for COVID, and then in the middle of the season, you change the rules. Well, pardon the pun, but these guys are notorious for moving the goalposts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's part of the equation for them. And you know why? Because they can. Because they dominate <laughs> the top 100 yes. programs. Absolutely. 85 of them are NFL yeah. games. Because, because they, they do. Can. Because despite the lack of fairness at times... We all love it too much to, to not watch. You know what I mean? Not yeah, to not watch. 100%. So I, I don't know who got screwed the most. It does maybe feel like the Bengals. Um, I would think that they take care of business at home I this would weekend. Too. I would think so. And the Miller scenario is probably right. I mean, it's probably going to be a Bills-Bengals scenario, right? In the divisional in, in, round. In the, in the, divi- in the divisional and round. And that one game will play, be played in Buffalo yeah. as long as the Bills win yeah. on Sunday. Right. Obviously, they've had a crazy week. Crazy. Like, how do they? I mean, like, oh, I expect them to come out. You well, know, with the, the, the fantastic news that they got yeah. Yeah, about their teammate. On, I think they'll be focused. I mean, yeah. I, and I would expect them to get the best of the Patriots. Yeah, I would say because of the opponents. I know it's a divisional game, but they should overwhelm the Patriots. Yeah. I think I mean, based Patriots on the emotion, have a lot to play for too, though they do. They're playing for the playing for the, the playoffs. Seed. If they I mean, win, they win. They're in. That quarterback is something else, isn't he? And I'm not yeah, saying that not, as they as, haven't done him any favors. I'll tell you. No, that. but my point is, is like, was attitude. Yeah. He's a, he he acts like a sketchy character at times, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like you see the cheap shot yes. he put on the guy yeah. on the uh, interception return. He's on the return. Like yeah. And then I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for kicking Brisker in the nuts. Yes. In that Monday night game, mm-hmm. I was like, well, it looked like his his cleat got. No, I'd like to I'd like, like to change my perspective. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He kicked him yeah. in the nuts because that's just yeah. the kind I, of guy he is. I think that's who he's he is. The, he's the football version of Grayson Allen. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when when the opportunity like presents yeah. itself, he's going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I think you're right. And pretend like it was an accident. No, I'm not dirty. It was an accident. They also uh, just the, his, the, in terms of how they've handled this, they haven't done him any favors this year. With no, I mean you've got <laughs> I mean, Matt Patricia calling plays and Joe Judge. I mean, like what is Belichick doing? I mean, my God, I, I was still good enough I, at least to have this defense playing great in a position where they can make the listen, playoffs. But I, I, saw, man, oh man. I saw someone say this on Twitter weeks ago, so I won't claim it as mine, but. Somebody wrote it. I think it was a, one of the football writers, and, and it resonated with me. It was like, for the greatest coach in the history of the sport, for a well-coached team, this is a poorly coached football team. Go, go, somehow that makes sense. Do you know sense. what I'm saying? Yeah. Paradoxically? Like, yes. I think, think you'd about say that. that makes yes. sense. Yes. Think <laughs> about all of the nonsense with them. I got Matt <laughs> Patricia and Joe Judge sharing offensive coordinator duties. The greatest, you know, def- like you're right, the greatest coach probably in NFL history yeah. who's got a defense playing probably second best in the league is somehow poorly coached at yes. the same time. Yeah. Well, and go figure. Part of the reason they were able to be as successful, in addition to obviously having the greatest quarterback of all time, and I think we're seeing yeah. how critical that was because for a long time the question was Brady or Belichick, and I think we all know it's Brady of if you really you know have are pressed to pick. But 
for a long time, too, the one thing the Patriots never did was beat themselves, right? They would yeah. take advantage of the opportunity, and yeah. they would allow the other team to beat themselves. And the more you've watched them the last couple of years, the more you've seen... Well, they yeah. beat themselves. They beat themselves. Yeah. And part of it is, you know, maybe yeah. Belichick, at his age, not knowing the coaching circles. and maybe. And, you know, it's easy to fall back on people you know because you have a familiarity with them. But Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, I think you're seeing... That's probably not the best. I mean, that was the answer for you. Knew you were going to lose McDaniel's at some point, probably, yeah. and that's yeah. what you come up with. It, it's, it's crazy, and it of course the player's more important. There's no doubt. I mean, but you see when they're both really good, they make pretty sweet music. I mean, yeah. you know. But yeah, when you lose the player, when you lose the quarterback, good luck to you. Yeah, and then when you do silly things like promote Matt Judge and. Bizarre. I, I wonder how much he, he either regrets that he never admitted or what he does in the offseason to try to fix it. Because he can still scheme and coach defense. I do yeah. think that's evident. But, you know, don't waste and it. And boy, do they not draft well as well over the course of time. If you if you yeah. look at over a stretch of, of time, like they don't draft well either. So it's it's pretty impressive what they were able to do over a stretch of time. Where I would say that if you were judging how teams are drafting, they're middle of the pack at best. You know what he does do though in the draft? What does he do, York? That I always complain. Drafts about. quarterback. The bear. He drafted more quarterbacks yeah. from twenty ten to twenty twenty than the Bears. Yeah, and they had Tom Think, Brady. think about had that Tom for a second. Oh yeah. Well, you had Garoppolo. You had Stidham, yeah, Garoppolo, yeah, Sats. Yeah. Even now you drafted <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Yeah, Bailey Zappi, Ryan Matt. And then yeah. some of them have been no, but that's all-time butts. But that's yeah. the point. What's well, like exactly the, 40, the point. It's like the, point. the 49ers, Brock Purdy may lead them to the NFC title game. He was the last pick of the draft. Amazing. And you had... Draft quarterback. You had Trey Lance, who you gave up a King's Ransom for, and then you yes. had Jimmy on your books for 25. It, 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 like, uh, draft quarterbacks, Teams, Bears, please. And I like Bears. Justin. Like, I'm hoping so Justin's So are you advocating it. for Bryce? No, 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 I wouldn't advocate <laughs> that. But I'm saying, we, we've, we've taken that call a couple times this quarterbacks. week. Draft quarterbacks. I've heard you say as well, and it's so spot on, about the, 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 the horrible gap that exists between some of the comments about the quarterback. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, like... I, come on. I mean, last night I couldn't believe it. I'm yeah. like, we, we, we are really getting carried away here. Uh, you know... When Eddie, he, he's Eddie, better than Eddie, Josh Allen. Yeah. He'll be out of the league in two yeah. years. I'm like, guys, yeah. come on. I mean, we... Silly. <laughs> silliness. Well, that's, that's, yeah. this is the world I we mean, live in, isn't it? I know. Do, what like, are we doing? Yeah. It's well, complete silliness. Silliness. <laughs> Van Gundy is all I was, in I was just going to ask him. Because <laughs> we, 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 this is, I, I was, I was eagerly out. anticipating his... Because uh, I was texting Tom. We were texting last night. We were in a meeting, so we missed it. I caught the We caught the tail end of it. So what did he say? Because I promise you, we will replay it later in the show. He said... I said, you know, as the, as the coach, as the, you coach at the right. highest level, the coach in you. Yes. Can you really cheer for your team to lose? And he goes, if you think... Uh, he said something to the effect. He goes, if you think we've endured this... Uh, to go out and win Sunday, you don't know Texas. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then at the this end, whole season, yeah. I think we're not going to get paid right. off. And at the end, he goes, "Sorry, guys, but we're going to lose, and well, we're going to get the number one." Well, no, listen, but listen. it's good to hear a yes. coach who you know, a, a somebody who you know, Tom Thibodeau learned at the foot of, right? right? Like, so we exactly. know how important. And we've he, I can guarantee on this station, Jeff Van Gundy has talked about <laughs> minutes over and ad nauseum. Yeah. Too many times to count. Yeah. So to hear him even admit, listen, yeah. Look, we the, understand what's at stake. The guy up in, in Lake Forest feels the same yeah, way. Yeah, I think they know. Of course. Yeah. Like well, he, no, clearly, yeah. which is great. It the is. problem for the Texans is Lovey. the team on the other side of the ball. Well, that, that's it's a, that's it's a, a combination of Lovey and now the Colts. I don't think Jeff Saturday knows a, they're playing football. I, I, I don't think he does either. 
I said that, and we said that to Van Gundy. We're like, yeah, the problem for you is the Colts. He's like, yeah, I know. I mean, like that—that's a complete dumpster fight. That's yeah. because let you be, you do everything you can to kind of manipulate it and set it up so that you're not in an advantageous position to win. But on the field, the players, I promise you, are trying yes, to win. They are. You can't 100%. play football and sure. not try, right? Hundred percent. And so the Texans just may have more talent than the Colts. Believe it or not, the Texans, the, the Colts are a dumpster fire on the Titanic. By the I mean, way, they, the Colts, I, they're. they're if you're the Bears, you call the Colts if things go your way. You call the Colts the, the the moment that all of the games are done Sunday. And you say, hey, I just want to remind you, I know it's early, it's <laughs> premature. But I know you've got a bit of an issue at the most important position in all of professional sports. We have, whether it's the number one or number two pick, and we just want you to know just we, so we you feel know. for you. Yeah. Just we so feel you know. for you. Send them a nice. Just so you know. I mean, Iberflus has got all the numbers inside that building. Uh, yeah, he knows who to call. Just let him know. I'd start send calling him, a send, him, send him an edible arrangement. Exactly. Just to, hey, just I, so you guys I, know. I think I'm calling the Jets. I think I'm calling the Colts. I think Lions. I think I'm calling the Lions. They've got a couple picks in the first they round. Do multiple picks. I think I'm calling the Commanders. Yes. Uh, some teams I'm calling. Yeah. Hey, guys, guess what? Come and get did it. You, I mean, did you, Come say, and get did you it. say the Raiders? We're here. I didn't say the Raiders. I mean, I'm looking been, at the teams I mean, in the top they, ten. The Falcons, they're seven. Listen, the Raiders, the Raiders are this. Mark Davis is going to listen to Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels is going to tell you that I can turn Jason yes. Stidham into the and, second yeah, coming Jerry of Tom Brady. Right. I just Jerry looked Stidham. at a mock draft that had quarterbacks going one, three, and five. Yeah. Yep. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and, and three, Will Levis. Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, Will Levis. Yeah. And if you're one or two, so, you got this some is leverage. Where, this is where, too, so you look at the mock draft. Because most mock drafts, don't, they don't even get into the minutia of trades because they right. figure it's not worth it. Right. They just want you to click on their, their mock draft. They don't really, honestly, most mock drafts, they're kind of rinse and repeat. Of they don't course. really have a whole lot of substance to them. But if, sort of like me if, as if someone's doing a mock draft where they'll allow trades, I think you'll see oh, yeah. top two picks should be quarterbacks because the Bears... With two quarterbacks yeah. at the top of this draft, yeah. it doesn't make sense not to be auctioning it off. No, 100%. Come and get it. Who wants it? Who wants it? Come Time talk to, to fleece somebody. And they could use it now uh, after, you know, they, they he's got to be kicking himself about the pick he sent into Pittsburgh, too. And he's oh, yeah. I mean, that's it just doesn't look good. This is the one thing, like, certainly I don't believe that Ryan Poles thought they were going to finish the season out this poorly. Mm-hmm. Because, but... I asked the question, was this too much of a miscalculation by a rookie GM, not even taking it into account as a possibility that what I could be giving up here could be far more valuable than what I'm actually going I'm not going to pretend that I watched a lot of Chase Claypool film coming out of Notre Dame or even early in his career, but his rookie year... 11 touchdowns. Yeah, and then his second year was not as... Well, the to- the, 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 we've played it and we've joked about it. It might even be on the screen still. I mean, the next year oh. he's complaining about practice yeah. and the, there's not enough music. Yeah. And yeah. Tomlin's rebuttal is an all-timer. Yes. Um, well, you know, it the, might be on the screen, Miller, because we had... In the pregame, before the game, he goes, you can hear the music and everybody's getting into it maybe he goes if we play the music it'll be something special but i'm not the coach i think they they got to a point where and they pick receivers better than anybody yeah they they clearly were ready to be done with yeah well they already paid they they paid deontay johnson and they drafted drafted and and they draft they're an incredible organization when it comes to drafting uh pretty much everybody but especially receivers that didn't mean that there's not maybe I, we knew all that. We knew he had worn out his welcome there. Yeah. I was still excited yeah. about it because Absolutely. he's no. a physical freak and he had Six, 11 four, touchdowns as a rookie. 220, a 4-4, four, four, you know. It's like, 
okay, good. Maybe just a fresh start will do it. But yeah, no. But as a rookie, too, remember, so that was no when Ben Roethlisberger hadn't blown out his arm yet. He still had. That's true. Like, I think Chase Claypool, his skill set in his rookie year, Ben Roethlisberger was able to t- bring out the best in him. Because Ben could still throw deep yeah. at that point. He hadn't t- had the Tommy John surgery. They used him in a lot of good, uh, interesting ways in that offense back then. Jet they did sweep, a lot of jet they sweep would, stuff with yeah. him, and they... You know, like he was, you could see his explosiveness, and you were like, wow, man, Chase Claypool. All well, right. you put and the film on him now, though. There's woo. not a lot of separation. He doesn't run away from guys. He's also hurt right now. I yeah, no, say, I know. That's why I said, look, I'm not going to be out over my skis angry until, you know, it looks you, bad. you've gotten through a full year of being in the offense and all of that. But right now, it doesn't feel good. And mm-hmm. I think the last thing is, I mean, you mentioned it, but it was, you know, Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. were the starting receivers, and he was the third receiver yeah. Yeah. during his rookie year. Deontay Johnson excel. drops too many balls for me. I know I'm being a little, no, he, little he you does. know. He does. Yeah, he, I would agree. He does. I, I don't disagree. Pickens will probably be a star. But I, you know what? I think or, I'd rather... George, yeah, George, yeah. Pickett oh, to George, yeah. George Pickens, Pickens is, is, is a Pickens monster. Pickens is going to be a star. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I, I, was, I was upset they didn't draft him yeah. that day. By, by the way, by the way, what was one of the stories early in the year? I mean, it was kind of an ancillary story. It looks like Mike Tomlin may get his first losing yeah. record yeah. of his entire career. They're 8-8, eight and eight and the yeah, Cleveland eight. Browns come to town. I know. And they're playing for a play. And, they, and they're, they're playing, playing for a play. They need spot. help. They need help. They, they need, can but get a win they can get. Yeah. So but again, yeah. there is a good example that that yeah. man well, gets his guys ready thing. to play more times well, than not. I think, too, the only reason they were, I mean, offensively, they had their issues early they on with Trubisky and, and Pickett. They still do. Najee's been good, but. but. They were struggling without T.J. Watt. Yes. Once he came back, all yeah. of a sudden they're now, a f- you know formidable opponents. Wow. You know how many losing seasons? Uh, I just we did this with you. you know how many losing since two thousand? No, since two thousand, the Steelers. How many yeah. losing oh. seasons? Since two thousand. So so before Actual losing. Yeah. Uh, so Cower the Cower have losing one. seasons. One. one one yeah. Six you know how many ten. Bears have since two thousand? Yeah. 14. I was 12. Gonna, 12. <laughs> it's actually 12 better than I thought. It's pain. It you feels yeah. like it's worse. No, it's pain. How many 8 and 8s in there for the Bears? Uh, there's a few of you those. I mean? There's a few of those for the Steelers, in fairness, but uh, losing seasons, one in 20 some years, 20 plus years. Must sickening. be nice. Sickening. Yes, it must be nice. That's nice. a nice kick to the nuts nice. as we sure. start a three and a half hour note, journey yeah. to the end of the What's week. What's up on the show? You know what Who we're knows? Do? It's Friday. We're going to uh, play some Chase Claypool sound there for the folks go. out there as he's motivated. He doesn't, he doesn't like the losing mentality. Um, we'll also let you hear from Sean McDermott. Had a really uplifting uh, press conference today where he shared the stories of DeMar Hamlin and Great. just you know what uh, the Bills players, their reaction to it. So we'll play that. And uh, you know what? I think we're going to actually, Waddle's got receipts. So we're going to share some of those. Receipts? No. He's okay. our Robert Sala today. In, no, okay. it's not that. It's, and then, Thompson, Robert Sala? No. Right, and then finally, um, we're going to draft receipts. teams for who we think will win the Super Bowl. Oh, good. I like We're going to have a draft. I like the draft. I Super Bowl like winner. That. That's it. I can Hot tell boys. you this. Whenever Meller's in, mm-hmm. we play really fun games. Good. He's yeah. a good game guy. I love like the draft. If you wanna, like night. if you... I was going to say, if you want to, like, you get nothing going on, go over to Meller's house for a game, game night. night. Jason, Jason Bateman, game night. You game are. Night. You are Jason no. Bateman on station. Put your, hand, put your hand down. You know who I'm with. Put your hand down. We need the count. We need for the running count. Put your hand down. Come on. <laughs> I love Jason Bateman. I He's realize. the best. He's the best. All right, boys. Everybody have a great weekend. Waddle and Sylvia are next. We'll see you Monday. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
ride. Waddle is. We do ride. He's very happy. You've I made like it. Fridays. Who doesn't? I like Fridays. Who doesn't like Fridays? Some people may not like Fridays. Really? What percentage? Listen, I don't we know, but we, uh, we've always said I, you could ask any question and you won't get a universal answer as much as you think you will. Is money good? We tried that. Nope. We didn't even get close. Everyone got all, you know, deep and, and thoughtful on that question. I think if you're somebody who has a traditional work schedule... Right now, I understand if you're if you're not a Friday's uh, a long night of work. I, I, I understand it. it's not really a Friday. I think the whole idea of Friday, though, is that it's the end so of the work week. So maybe it's so the to answer, idea. So to answer your question, who doesn't like Friday? Someone who works early Saturday. How about that? Is that a good answer? All right, all right, it's fine. Yeah, we all get right. football tomorrow. Right. Let's make let's make we it. Got, a poll we question. got NFL football tomorrow, right? Yeah, we do. Um, what what games do we have? We have we have uh, Jags and Titans. Yeah. Is that the night game? Or? That is the night game. That game will determine who the, gets the AFC South crown. And who's got the early game? What's the, the Chiefs early game? Raiders? Oh, that's the early. The Chiefs game. are playing obviously to secure the number one seed in the AFC. And we did get official word as the owners voted on the NFL's new plan for. The AFC playoffs because of the canceled game between the Bengals and Bills on Monday night. Have we had a roll call? My guess is is there was a thirty-one to one tally here, probably ah. with the one dissenting voice coming from Mike Brown. I heard the fellas talking about it earlier. Mike Brown usually votes no on he everything does. He NFL does anyway. related yeah. anyway, but I wouldn't think that that was. Maybe he didn't. I mean, because I listen. I'm saying that, but I, again, I tip my cap to the entire Cincinnati Bengals organization for how they handled what was a very difficult and emotional situation on Monday night. Whether it was the the Brown family, uh, Zach Taylor and his wife, uh, the Bengals themselves, the whole organization, I thought they handled themselves in a very professional and a very sympathetic and um, you know pa- compassionate way. So. As I'm taking a swipe at Mike Brown and his voting, um, I would like to you know acknowledge that they they handled themselves very well. I thought, yeah, I'm but tr- they are the team as we discussed with Carmen, the good kid. They are the team that is potentially most affected by this this I, new adjustment. They definitely it feels like they they caught the short end of the stick in the the new adopted pr- approval of the AFC playoffs. I'm trying to Ian Rappaport had a quote here. Because um, Rich McKay of the comp- the competition committee chair uh, spoke and was asked in particular why they didn't stick with the rules that they already had. So just keeping win right, percentage. Right, as you said, because of how that they adjusted the rules during the COVID era. Yeah, because they were, remember, during COVID, they had to have a plan in place in the event that games were canceled. And so they adopted a policy. Right, so of if you win had percentage. teams that had didn't have the same number of games, right? So, yeah, and so Rich McKay, who, again, uh, the competition committee chair spoke and he was asked about that why they didn't just stick with the rules and this is from rich mckay quote we don't capture everything in every rule when you face situations you have to try to make adjustments not that different from some of the covid related issues um extraordinary situations bring out extraordinary people and we continue to see that um so you know there's well at least that that sounds like a mature professional response usually from the nfl if you ask one of these guys you get like the the answer that a father gives to a six-year-old kid that's why because i said so right that's why that's fair yeah why dad that's why so go to your room they tried to account and show some 
compassion, I think, to the Bills, recognizing that they came into yeah. the week with the opportunity to, if things go off like you normally expect, they win. If they had one out, they would have been the number one seed and thus secured home field advantage and a bye in the AFC. Should we get? Should we give the disclaimer just once and then move forward? Because I heard sure. Carmen say it. Because yeah. listen, well, at the end of it, we got great news today. You know, continued good news. So we will give the disclaimer, but maybe that that is a good reason to go ahead and start with the good news. Okay. And then we'll get Let's to the playoffs. Yeah. Because, yes, we got some great news. Sean McDermott delivered a message to the media, um, and I'll let him share it with you. This is Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach, meeting the media earlier today when he revealed that they had an opportunity for DeMar Hamlin to FaceTime with the Buffalo Bills team. Probably won't be able to do it justice, honestly, um, with the words. Um Amazing, um, touching to see DeMar, number one, uh, through my own eyes. Uh, I know that's something I've been looking forward to, um, kind of needing to see, I guess. Um, I hate to say it that way. It sounds yeah. bad. but um, And to watch the reaction in the room with the players and the, and the, and the staff and the team, um, they didn't know that we were going to do that. And... Um, you know, wanted to make sure that that was actually going to be able to happen with DeMar's medical schedule there. And um, to be able to, when I said that we had a treat in store, um, it was just, uh, you could see the look on their eye in anticipation of what was probably coming. And and then uh, to get the Zoom, and when he came on the screen, um, and Tabani, our assistant trainer, has done a phenomenal job out there um, helping facilitate that this morning as well and to to see the players reaction um they stood up right away and, and and clapped for him and you know yelled some things to him and it was a pretty pretty cool exchange for a few seconds there you can hear the heartfelt emotion in sean mcdermott's voice as he relayed that story and there's a little more to well, it hamlin was uh to, w- w- they removed the breathing tube yes. so he was actually able to communicate as mm-hmm. well and so. the, here's more from mcdermott he made uh, hand signals, hand gestures, right? Of he, the thing that <laughs> makes me laugh is, is he did this to the guys, you know, right away. And, um, he flexed, he flexed, uh, he flexed on them, I guess. And uh, um, he's just got some staple things that they know him for and that he does. And he made the heart, the heart symbol probably more than anything. Um, and then he gave him a thumbs up. So, uh, and then somewhere in the midst of, of that, and it was a little bit hard to hear, but he, as you'd imagine, he said, uh, "He said, I love you, boys." And uh, of course, I think I got the guys. So it still gives me chills. Yeah, it's awesome. After having heard it it's three or four news. times already, hearing Sean McDermott uh, relay uh, Demar Hamlin say "Love you, boys" to his Buffalo Bills teammates earlier today on Facetime. Yeah, that is heartwarming and some really good news. So happy you, to hear that and see you, that. You can't say enough good things, also, about all the medical professionals from the people that uh, administered CPR and the defibrillator and all that took care of him on the field on Monday, and then at the hospital and what they've been able to do to get him pointed in the right direction. At this point, is just it's been unbelievable. I found out. Yesterday as well. I mean, this is the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. One of the doctors that was meeting the media yesterday, um, I'm proud to say, is a graduate of Moeller High School, my uh, alma mater. Was it 
Prince uh, or her Knight? Uh, I believe it was Knight. Okay. The ben- younger Benjamin guy Knight, with the right? long yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. I think it was Benjamin Knight. Was that? Uh, whatever his name is. I okay. don't know him. He's younger than me. It's Knight is his last yeah, name. And I didn't hang around with a group that turned out to be medical professionals. I was hanging out with a group that was, you know, probably yeah. not as... Marianne's. Pretty, well, that was that was college. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were going to different places oh, in okay, high school. So yeah, but, yeah, I apologize. Moeller, but he, back yes, in, yeah, but yeah. he was a Moeller grad. So, uh, but again, to circle back, the medical professionals, all of them involved from the Buffalo group and, and the, the members of the Cincinnati Bengals medical staff and the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, everyone did such a fabulous, fabulous job. So they need to be commended as well. I have to be honest. Initially... When the week was unfolding for the Buffalo Bills, I just kept thinking, I don't know how they're going to play a game on Sunday and be focused. But then I saw Sean McDermott McDermott deliver this story and message that they were able to share with the team earlier today. We saw them at practice yesterday as well. Yeah, but it also felt like, okay, maybe... They're out there, but are they are they do are they going able to do anything motions. more than go going through yeah. the motions? But to hear him tell that story, and I might be wrong, but it, it I just think the the uh, common knowledge of it being a divisional opponent in the Patriots, I think that helps them this weekend. And I think, I mean, I might be wrong, but but Bills no, by a hundred, yeah, Bills, Bills, Bills by hundred, right? yeah, TCB taking care of business. Yeah, I think they'll take care of business in Buffalo. Yeah, and I know the Patriots are playing for a playoff spot, but uh, I was really, really happy to hear Sean McDermott and watch him deliver that message earlier today. It was, so it was very yeah, cool. Great, great news. So, so I, I guess the reference I was making, and I heard Carmen as well, look, we all understand the most important component of this entire conversation is DeMar Hamlin's progress and his health, and, and he is the focal point here. But once we know that he is in a good spot right now and hopefully continuing to improve at a rapid pace, the conversation then advances to the NFL and the scheduling and the Week 18 wrap-up and then what will transpire in the postseason. Yes. And And we got clarity today. I mean, there was some assertions made that this was the direction it was going to go, but the owners today voted on what they were going to do and like that was the point i was making before was is i'd love to to see not sure they'll ever allow you to see it but or to reveal it but um i'd love to see the voting if it was unanimous yeah i haven't seen it mike brown who owns the Bengals, decide hey this is a little bit too i want to be i want to be compassionate compassionate, but this is a little bit too (laughs) penal and from our 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 perspective you're penalizing us we're the team that's most affected. And by the way, we may have been the most compassionate team outside of the Bills in the entire NFL. Yes. And the most affected outside yeah. of the Bills. Correct. So here is what was approved, though. I don't have an exact vote, but they needed a minimum of a three-fourths majority for it to pass, which it did. So this is what we know. Uh, in light of the cancellation of the Bills-Bengals game, the following scenarios based on the Week 18 results were approved for holding a title game at a neutral site. So that's the first part of what has been approved. So if the Bills and Kansas City both win or both tie, a Bills-Chiefs championship game will be held at a neutral site. If both teams advance to that point, yes. Correct, if it's Bills versus Chiefs. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties a Bills-Chiefs championship game will be held at a neutral site. So that's essentially if Cincinnati loses on Sunday, that, that they wouldn't be 
in the mix. So it's so what again, you're saying is is if they're if the Bills face the Ravens, that too will be played. Is that what you said at a neutral site? No, 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 no. So this is this is basically eliminating the Bengals from the mix. So yeah. if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, then a Bills Chiefs championship game would be a neutral site. So it's still Bills Chiefs. Okay, so that's right, the so same. Yeah. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose, so the Bills and Chiefs both lose and Cincinnati this weekend. This weekend okay. And 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 the Bengals win a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs AFC title game will be at a neutral site. Does that make sense to you? It, whether it does or not, it's, you know, <laughs> you see my eyes go in the back of my head. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all if happen. the Ravens win Sunday against the Bengals and they're matched against Cincinnati in the AFC wildcard game the following week, that site will be determined by a coin flip. So even though the Bengals will technically win the AFC North, because of their record, they'll be eleven and five, and the Ravens will be eleven and six. Mm-hmm. Because the Ravens beat the Bengals twice, and the Bengals didn't have an opportunity to play a seventh game, that's why they will determine that game 17. where it's played yeah. by a coin flip. Listen again, I I I don't have a problem with this. I think that this is a very difficult situation to try to find an equitable solution for the most number of people. There was going to be no solution, I don't believe, that would have made everyone 100% happy. And my thought that their goal was to affect the fewest number of people and the fewest number of organizations. Like, because that's why when all the talk was about, you know, even moving the playoffs back a week and eliminating the week between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl made no sense to me because you're, again, you're, you're rearranging the schedules of so many different teams as opposed to minimizing the amount of change. That wasn't an equitable solution to me. Adding another playoff team, not an equitable solution to me. Make the decision that, that inspires the least amount of change for the least number of teams. And I think they did a decent job of that. I really do. I mean, it's an imperfect situation that you don't expect to repeat itself, God willing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they, they made the best of a bad situation. Um, if you make it to an NFC or an AFC title game and you're the Bills and, and you're the Chiefs and you got to play at a neutral site, I so be it. So be it. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, and I get it. I and I, again, they're both. The, yeah, the truth is the Bills have gone through a lot, so it would feel harsh to not give them the opportunity to you know to, to force them to go on the road, right? amidst what they've, for an AFC title game. Well, it's not just that. It's not just being compassionate about what they've gone through. If you try to kind of just put it on a level playing field and not being callous, but just try to to maintain the structural integrity of what you're trying to accomplish, um, I just think that, that this is still the most equitable solution. I don't think this is just being, being you know, compassionate. See, this hmm. is, I don't know, like the, 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 the strict rules follower in me, though, says you had something in place and I'm, I was fine with the neutral site factor. I just don't like the coin flip for the Bengals and the Ravens. If you're going to adopt that, why then is the, if the Bills have to play the Bengals, why is that game also not subjected to a potential coin flip? That's, that's a good question. Again, I, like, these are, these are, this is not a perfect solution by any stretch. I know, but I agree. 
But you did determine that one of the games, if it's the Ravens-Bengals, that will be determined by a coin flip if the Ravens win. Why then not do the same thing for the the Bills-Bengals if they end up playing in the divisional round? That's my only question. Assuming, like, if the Bengals win and the Bills win, because theoretically then the Bengals could have jumped the Bills had yes. they held on to their lead, which they had in that Monday night game. So I do feel like the Bengals catch the short end of the stick. Well, but if you are, you are referencing the win percentage in that point then, right? Because the Bills, because that game didn't take place, the Bills do yep. have a better winning percentage than the Bengals They do. do. So so you're picking and choosing when you're choosing when to... When you're flipping the coin? Yeah. Like, like I, I just... Either you go all the way with both games, the Ravens and Bengals, and potentially Bills and Bengals being determined by a coin flip for home field advantage, or don't do it at all. I'm fine with either. I just feel like again, you, it's. Well, it's I think just they're taking. I think they're taking into consideration in that case with the Bengals and the Ravens. The Ravens will have beaten the Bengals twice. Correct. In this scenario, the Bill, Bills would not have beaten the Bengals at all head to head. And I think usually isn't head to head the one thing that I don't even know in the NFL anymore what they how they the conference record comes into play. Yeah. Um, when it comes to seeding too. Look, I again at the end of the day again. I, I, the first tie I sit it and. And I sit in this chair and say to myself, this is an imperfect situation or a situation that is going to breed an imperfect decision. But all things considered, I'm okay with it. I may, listen, I'm, I'm, I retired a Bengal. I got some Bengal stripes. Yeah, you do. You know, I grew up you as grew a Bengal fan. Them. Yeah, you were at the uh, ice bowl. I was. I just think that this is, this is the, the reality of the situation. And I think the Bengals will do the, do the best they can. Why am I more pissed off about the Bengals I don't than know. you are? I, I don't the know. Because I know that this is not like, what yeah. were you going to do? I think you make a good question. The only adjustment to it would yes. be the it's, it's flip a, it's of the a, coin. Or how about this? How about you play that game? If those two teams meet, how about that game is played at a neutral site? Yeah. Would that make no. you feel better? Yeah. I, like, you kind of, it's just, it's just I, I, think, I think, that I, again, and, and we could talk about this when we come back. I thought the point that Chris made Bleck made earlier today at least got me thinking. I don't think it will ever happen for reasons that I'll get into. Yes. But the concept of a an NFC or an AFC championship, championship game. game being played at a neutral site, much like the Super Bowl is, mm-hmm. inspired by what college football has done and will do going forward, I think there's an interesting, you know, at least an interesting conversation attached to that. Yes, let's continue to that discussion and the NFL's test balloon for the AFC Championship Gosh, game at a neutral site. That. We'll do that next here on Waddle and Sylvie Miller and for Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Discussing the NFL's decision in light of the positive DeMar Hamlin news to they've approved their AFC playoff format for this season where there could potentially be a neutral site AFC championship game if the Chiefs and Bills or potentially the Bengals as well. If if There's a few scenarios, but depending on how the results play out this week, we could have a neutral site game between the Chiefs and Bills or potentially the Chiefs and Bengals. So, 
your thoughts, Waddle, on the NFL potentially using this as a test balloon for a neutral site championship game, which uh, I will remind you, I mentioned it at the top of the show here with when Carmen Yerk were in. That was something Lamar Hunt had been an advocate of for a long time, the former Chiefs owner, um, which I would, the AFC Trophy is actually named the Lamar would, Hunt Trophy. I would think if you could prove to all of the owners that it would be a financial harvest to do such, to, to make such a change, that they would be willing to consider it. Don't know how you monetize that in a way that, that really tosses a ton of extra cash into the shareable pool of revenue. Um, and I do believe that still in most sports, I think that the element of home court, home field advantage, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is still an important commodity and something you play for. It gives you incentive throughout the course of the year. Whether it's in your own building at the United Center, if you're the, the Blackhawks or you're the Bulls, or it's Wrigley Field, if you're the Cubs or the, you know, the, the, the guaranteed rate field, if you're the White Sox or Soldier Field for the, for the Bears, at least for a few more years. I think that the concept of home field advantage still has value. It's something that I, I appreciate as well. Like, it, I still, and maybe I'm just an old guy, you know, screaming at the clouds, but... That's why I, I, I always say, look, I, I'm not going to pitch a fit about the expansion of the postseason. I know what it is. I'm not going to resist it. It is a money grab. That's all it is. When you put an extra, yes. you put an extra team into the postseason, it's about money. Do we want to watch it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to rage against it. But there, to me, is still a value of, you know, six teams the way it used to be. I thought it was perfect in the NFL. Yes, I agree. There was six teams, 12 total, that uh-huh. would make it to the postseason. And you had now two it's 14. Buys. It's probably going to end up going to, you know, to 16 possibly yes. at some point or growing. So I think that the, I feel the same way about home field advantage in some ways as I do trying to keep the, the, the playoff pool less diluted. It is what it is. But yeah. I'm still a fan of earning, trying to earn home field advantage. I think it's an important commodity. And I think from a player's perspective, it's meaningful to players regardless of sport. Too. And I think, too, it also as incentive. Don't you think you want to play in front of your home crowd in the most important game of the year? Can I tell you, as a Bears season ticket holder, the best game I ever went to was when the Bears hosted the Saints in the NFC Championship game back in January of 2006. Probably the game that you were most jazzed for Dude, of all time. that's honestly the main reason why I'm a season ticket holder is for the opportunity to buy playoff tickets at face value. Yeah. That's the only reason why I continue to be a season ticket holder year after year for that rare occurrence when it happens. So I hope they don't go to neutral site. I don't think they will games. for that reason. And, and the other thing is you're, it's not going to be the boon that the Super Bowl is for whatever no. city that lands in. Well, I think you dilute. I Absolutely. May, you may dilute the situation them, at that yes. point. Yeah, so I agree. I, I hope they don't go down that. Real quick, we're going to check in with Courtney Cronin here in a moment on the Bears up at Hales Hall. But Tyler Aki wanted to relay some of the quarterbacks who are going to have a determining factor in the AFC playoffs this weekend. Oh boy. Yeah, so this is from Stucky from the Action Network. He's laid everything out here. So the quarterbacks that could impact seating for this weekend, you've got Anthony Brown. With the Ravens, yes. Josh Dobbs with the Titans, Jared Stidham with the Raiders, Joe Flacco with the Jets, Skylar Thompson with the Dolphins, and then Russell Wilson, too. <laughs> so the, the, the full group before Russ, they're all third stringers, aren't they? Or they were third stringers at one point? Um, yeah. Stidham may have been a second stringer, but that's just true. semantics, yeah. yeah. 
There you go. That's your AFC playoff race. Got to love the quarterbacks in this league. 312-332-3776. Up next, Courtney Cronin joins us from Hales Hall and lets us know what we need to keep you apprised on. What is she watching for in this weekend's game? And uh, we'll let you hear from Chase Claypool, who has been frustrated over the losing done by the Bears. All that coming up on Waddle and Sylvie. I'm Mellor and for Sylvie on ESPN 1000.